0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Rodcast. Today, we are continuing our discussion on repentance. So, Pastor Rod, do you want to just give us a very fast recap to get us up to date?
1: Wow, fast recap. There's a New Testament word, repent. It means change your thinking, literally. The Greek is metanoia, change your thinking. And I really feel it's a key New Testament word that, that John the Baptist used and Jesus used and Paul used. So, it's important to know what, what does it mean? How do we do it and what's the fruit? And that's what we're going to talk about today, more the outcome or the Mm -hmm. outworking of this very, very important word. So, the word repent, change your thinking. It doesn't mean feel sad or regret. It doesn't mean feel anything. It means change of the will followed by a change in life. Really important and, uh, Mm. yeah, where do we want to go?
0: Well, I guess we were saying that uh, it's not necessarily – A style, or an or an emotion, or uh, Mm. it can look. It could look many different ways based off personality and culture and all of those kind of things. And so then, I guess the question is like, it kind of maybe it becomes hard to measure. Like, what? How do we know if repentance has actually occurred when it can look so different based off personality and 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 culture and and nationality and all that kind of stuff? So how do we measure it? And I guess that's where we come into this concept of the fruit of repentance, like what does it actually look like? Mm. Um, and that is a biblical term, isn't it? The fruit of yeah. repentance. Well, I love what Jesus said. We, we, we said this last time, the very beginning of the
1: Gospel of Mark, Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist who said, repent. It says Jesus went to Galilee and preached um, the good news, present the good news and say the kingdom of God is here and now, and it's then repent and receive the good news. So Jesus' message is broader than just repent. it's There's this really good news, really great life that God has for you. Mm-hmm. But you've got to change, change your thinking, and then you can have it. So I think the the thing we need to really hone, hone in on is was there change? was Did change occur? Mm-hmm. So I said last time I've seen someone, you know, cry tears where the tears formed a pool of water at the feet years um, for, for hours, but that person... Was unchanged. The person next to them, same thing, but they were changed. So the issue wasn't the tears, wasn't the pool of water at the feet from the tears. The fruit was the changed life, and and so I just think, and and we also gave the example of a stoic culture where people are just looking, and you don't know what they're thinking, and one person goes home unchanged, and the other person goes home totally changed. Well, repentance happened in the second person. So the the fruit of repentance is a is a changed life. Thinking and life, thinking and life. So revelation, and then, yep, I'm going to do it. And and you said you had that example in Tokyo. I just want to talk about that again and the mm-hmm. change thinking you
0: had. Yeah, well, when I first came to lifehouse House, um, I think there was a lot of things. I love Jesus, but had a lot of wrong thinking, and uh, so there was a certain way of living out my Christianity that I thought was right, or or. And maybe some of that would be based on on appearance or the way things that, you know, the way that things look or whatever. And so God was speaking to me uh, big time in those first six months of being in the church. And it, a lot of it was about joy, um, you know, because I was just joyless coming in. And uh, I was looking around seeing joyful uh, Japanese Christians who I knew a lot of them were were like new converts and I felt very challenged by the new converts that I was lacking in a lot of areas that <laughs> the joyful apparently baby Christians were actually far ahead of me who grew up in a Christian family and has been in church my whole life and so that's a bit of my backstory. So, I, was, I came in and I had a lot of wrong thinking and I, I think I can't think of just, well, there's a, there's a few key moments that I can think of, but I'd say there were so many little moments as well that mm. I couldn't even remember them all, but it was moments of me, uh, either in church or probably during journaling. Those were the two big ones. Uh, I had just like, a well, I'm sighing now, even as I say, it, it's like, <laughs> I'm not, that's not good. Like, that isn't working. Uh, that's, I've, I've got to change that. And it wasn't, it wasn't always heavy. Um, it was more just, in fact, sometimes it might be a bit of frustration, like that, that's not working. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think the outworking of it was that I changed many times in lots of little ways and in a few really big moments and big ways. But, Sometimes the feeling would be different and probably especially early on, there was probably very little emotional response because I, I probably looked down on that. That was, that was part, probably part of my thinking was I was very much like, mm, don't be emotional and don't show joy and, you know, a serious Christian. So, I think in the early days, a lot of that was not expressed um, in any tears or anything like that. Maybe later on, I think I softened up a bit, and uh, I was probably God was doing a, more uh, on that side of things. I, I might have been a bit more expressive, but I'd just say it was so many little moments, and then a few major ones uh, mm-hmm. where I just just said, "I don't, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore," or, or, or "I wanna, I wanna be like that. I wanna have fruit like that." Um, and did you change? Yeah. In the little and the big
1: was was that when you actually did change? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, so you, those were the most yes. changing so way from I that moment. Had. Different, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I think this is going to answer a lot of our stuff. And you're talking from a Christian point of view, just hearing what God's saying mm-hmm. and and what mm-hmm. those changes. And then there's the big mm-hmm. one of someone becoming a believer, mm-hmm. which is the sort of the big repentance, if you want to put it that way. Although, yeah. like some people won't like that term, but. Um, yeah. yeah, same. I mean, for me, when I got saved at 19, there was six months I was searching for Jesus. I, I, The more I read about Jesus during that six months, not yet believer, the more I liked Jesus. I started to pray to Jesus, but I had not repented. I had not changed my thinking on a bunch of things until I opened my heart and said now. And it was everything, like everything I'd read, everything like now, a huge change of thinking. And I walked away from that little church that night different. And yes, then there was the smaller things, journaling, reading the word, hearing the message, talking, revelation, where yes. It's almost like a little yes in the heart, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is yes. And an an, an assent or affirmation followed by a life change. So that means repentance is quite hard to define, but certainly we can see it. There is a Mm. change for my wife getting saved there was she she was saved somewhere in a period of months you know she was right. at church every week hearing and she doesn't know the exact date but there was there was the act of changing the thinking to then believe in Jesus and when was it i don't know but there was so so when does it happen don't know it happens when god speaks and we respond and say yes we affirm which leads to a change which also means that could be A moment or moments or journey could be big, could be small. So, therefore, it is hard to define when does it happen and how long does it take. But I think what is not repentance is spending all that time and there being not a change. That's not repentance. I think we can say that, that whether it's short or long, moments or, or instantaneous, if there was no change, then repentance did not occur. The changing of the mind did not occur what, is, what hope is there for those people? I'd say to them, well, you can make a change with God's help. So they're not hopeless. They just need to be informed. You can actually make that decision. And I think also to say to some people, you know what? It's not going to be emotional. You're not going to want to do it. It's just the right thing to do. We'll actually help people. Because I think some people think you got to feel sorry to make the change. you got to feel it because sometimes you just don't feel it, but you just, Yeah, and I think you were saying that as well, right? That, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So we've got to remove, again, emotion from the actual. Emotion may help. It may be present, but the actual is a changed mind walking away from that moment with a changed heart. Um, So therefore, repentance could take a while or it could be instantaneous. I think this is the point I want to get to right now is that mm. most of my repentance after receiving Jesus was instantaneous because I'm reading the word and I know that mm. there's good news. I, I basically believe that Jesus is so good yeah. that whatever he says is for me, is for my family, even if it's a hard one. For example, um, when Jesus says, forgive, and I say, I don't want to forgive. you know, I've got to come to the realization I don't have to feel like forgiving. I just have to forgive. I've got to unlock the emotional and memory part of my brain to say no matter what I feel, I want what Jesus said, and I'm deciding I'm gonna start forgiving that person today. That's an example for me that is certainly not a joyful moment of Mm -hmm. repentance. It's it led to joy. Mm -hmm. It led to incredible joy, which I'm so glad. But when Jesus says things, we've got, got to be convinced it's right, yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and, and I guess I I guess another thing is I th- I think maybe a misconception of repentance is that it just it only happens when you get saved, like turning to, to God initially. But how can any growth happen if you're not prepared to change mm. your thinking? And even yeah. the, the even the business world knows this. They're constantly talking about mindset, mm. you, your thinking. And your your will, your decisions, and like they know that if you if you change that, that then then that leads to growth in a non spiritual way. It's great, mate. Um, I, I it, there's an old saying that anything
1: that what's well, not saying it's a, a medical truth that anything that's not changing is dead, and um, it's called death. So we're all alive, and we've all got this it's supposed to be a relationship with God, right? And a good father. And you're a father, I'm a father. And what, what good father would not bring instructions to mm-hmm. children that need to get back on the path or don't get off the path or whatever it is. And we're, you know, we're not like God the Father in, in his goodness, but we're good fathers. And it's part of life, right? So, yeah, mm-hmm. what, the whole thing of relationship is God will speak, God will talk, and God will say, that's not good. That's not going to help you. And that, that revelation – along with the power of the gospel, the power of Jesus to change, which is something we could talk about soon. But that change often is fast when there's the, re- the revelation, right, is the key thing. Like this is bad. This is not good. Is there a better way it, that that's the awakening? And then yes, I want what God's got. So for me, most repentances are very fast. And this is what we teach also a lot at Lifehouse, right? That, Repentance doesn't have to take a lot of time. There might be process. Like forgiveness yeah. is, is a bit of a process, especially if there's very deep wounding. And by the way, forgiveness doesn't mean you become their best friend again. Forgiveness means I release them from any need for me to take revenge. So that, 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 that's also important. Maybe we need to do a podcast on that word, forgiveness. Sure. I think it's big enough. But mm-hmm. um, because Jesus said it and he's got the good news – That's good enough. I think I need to forgive. And then repentance starts and the effects start happening. And I think this is really important because I've seen some people do repentance meetings where there's a lot of emotion, but at the end, people said they didn't really feel different. And I've seen people make decisions in a split second that's changed their life forever.
0: Mm.
1: So, for me, I would rather go for the quick one. <laughs> I'm just just that guy that's going to say, if you need your time, fine. But for me, I'd really like to do it fast, God. I'd really like to make the decision now. So, during a message, during a reading of the Bible, during prayer, yep, right now, let's, let's go. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think at that time, we've also got to believe in the power of God. To change Now, here's here's where I want to bring in a scripture because we're talking about something that um, after believers, uh, so after becoming a believer, there's growth, there's relationship, but there's also a thing called the renewing of the mind, which I think is related to this subject. It, it's yeah. a different subject, but uh, Romans 12 says, I, brothers, I urge you in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. That's your spiritual act of worship. Here it is. Don't conform any longer to the pattern of the world. That's a decision. Not going to be like the world, like those influences, like that 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 um, YouTube thing that made me crazy or made me maybe not feel good or made me feel comparative or whatever. Like, like like don't conform to that. But but do, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transformed, the renewing is that Greek word metamorphosis, which is the grub to the butterfly. That scientific. You can see it. You can go and look at a YouTube video of time-lapse photography. It's beautiful where the grub becomes a butterfly. It's the same word, metamorphosis. Be metamorphosized in the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve God's will, His good will. So out of that is good news. Like, oh, there's, oh, I've got to, got to be transformed. It's so much hard work. Yeah, but then it says, then you'll know the will of God, the good will of God. Then you'll know then you'll. So the, I think a lot of this repentance needs to be wrapped in the good news, mm-hmm. like better marriage, better lives, better health, better sleep. And 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 when God says something, He's not a killjoy. So when He's talking about sexual purity, God's not a killjoy. He's the author of sexuality within marriage. He's not saying don't, cause He doesn't want joy. He's saying. It's a better life, but you got to you got to make decisions for that better life. So it's the way we see God, isn't it? The way we see the Father, Jesus he's good, and then I want this renewing, this metamorphosis, this 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 incremental change, process change of probably lots of little repentances, and all of a sudden our attitude's better and our life's better, right?
0: Yeah, and it's something that we can never graduate from like it's not like we get to some point where we're beyond change um, yeah. so repentance has to be something that even very mature believers still have as part of their life um, yeah we, we can't graduate from that ever um, and that's actually the reason we get to those levels is we've we've changed. <laughs> yeah so we have gone to the next level and, and that's and, and the, 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 m- the good news yeah.
1: and the more we yeah the more we change and see the good news the more we're committed to obeying because it's mm-hmm. it's like pleasurable to see the results isn't it like it was hard to make the decision mm-hmm. but the results are so good i want to live this way I, i'm committed to this lifestyle now yeah it's good mm-hmm. a few and things it,
0: come to m- sorry go
1: you go as, as as preachers it gives us confidence to say hey we could change. God could change us. You can and, and to know that we're talking about your be, your best your best life is ahead. Like these these decisions could make a great life. And I think that brings confidence to preaching on change, not judgment, not judging people, but saying, Hey, here's an here's a opportunity. This is what God says. And then his power will help you to change. Just like it says there. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. If, with God. With God in the middle. And you can do that.
0: In in the, uh, in the last episode, you talked about repentance being like, uh, getting back on the path. And I was talking about Google maps, you know, when you're lost and, and it makes me think like, how, how far can a car go if it can't turn, <laughs> you know, right. it'll never get to the destination mm. that God has, has for it. If you can only, if you're locked in on your way of thinking or your yeah. way of living yeah. and, uh. Yeah, so turning is obviously it's a key mm. element of of a car and how something would get from A to B. It's got that's to navigate good. all of this yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, that's that's called a plan, a good plan, right? From A to B, mm-hmm. let's get on the good plan of God. His mm-hmm. His His Word, His style. That's great. Can I Can I change the subject a little bit here because? We've yeah. talked a lot about the relationship we have with God, and it's all good, and it's mm-hmm. like sons and daughters of God listening, but there are people that also go to the other extreme of feeling continually sad and continually bad okay, and saying, I need to repent. And as a pastor, I've heard this for, well, as a pastor for 35 years, I've heard people in that category, and we would call that condemnation. And I'd, I've had to say to multitudes of people, you need to forgive like God has forgiven you. Like you you need to know you're forgiven. You need to know what you repented from is now forgiven. You need to move forward. Does that make sense? I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think. let's talk about that because I, I would say this condemnation, feeling bad for something I've done, makes people pull out of church leadership a lot. They come and say, just not doing well at the moment. I've had a bad time. The more you talk, it's realized it's actually not that, Outwardly serious. I'm not saying it. You know, let's take that at face value. It just—they don't look like sure. they've done something terrible, but they've—they've they've been living with this condemnation, where I believe it's the devil kicks in and starts saying, "Yeah, you—you might have been forgiven, but you're bad," and—and and that's condemnation at that point, and that doesn't need repentance. That needs um, teaching that you need to resist condemnation. Because this is now done, and uh, yeah, I love this scripture in in Romans eight one. It says, "Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death." And Romans eight talks about being sons and daughters of God and calling Him Abba, Father. And a lot of that is stopped by this intense sense that I've done wrong, and I can't I can't get over it. And the more I feel it, the more I want to repent again and again and again. And I know people have done this for years over something that happened years ago. And I I like to bring in a little analogy that if my boys, they're they're big boys now, but when they were little, like your boys, and they come in and say, daddy, I, I did something wrong. And what did you do? Well, I stole some candy or whatever they did. I'm not saying your boys did that, but that actually did happen with, with one of my boys as they were growing up. and, um, And, um, so what are you going to do? You know, I'm, I'm really sorry, Daddy. And okay, well, let's pray. And, and how do you feel? God forgive him. And okay, and then you see he's, he's feeling relieved. And so let, let's go play some Mario Kart. Let's go, let's go and get some ice cream. Thank, and you feel good as a father that your kid felt wrong and fessed up. And, and right. now we're moving on, right? That's good. Um, and That has happened. And, and, and then we played America. But imagine, and this did not happen with us, but imagine if the next day my boy came to me and said, Daddy, what I did yesterday, I'm, I'm so sorry. I said, well, yeah, well, we, we dealt with that. And then the next day, Dad, I feel bad about what happened two days ago. And, well, oh, yeah, let, let's move on. And the next day, you can imagine day and then weeks and then months and years. You can imagine this is not the life of God. This is not repentance. This is now condemnation. Repentance happened when I changed and I said, sorry, and God said, okay, that was it. Mm-hmm. Repentance has finished with my change of life. And I think that this is really important that I say to people, you need to be free from condemnation because now, now it says there is no condemnation in Christ. Mm-hmm. And what you're feeling is the spirit of law and death on you. You're to throw it off. So at that point, you don't need re- more repentance. You need teaching and... And friendship, to say, people say, just move on. So with my analogy, the boys would say, hey, you need to forgive yourself. You need to move on. And I think this is one of the things that's really stopped a lot of people from serving the Lord uh, with joy, is that they're living in the shadow of something that happened and God forgave them. That's not repentance anymore. That's condemnation. And, again, a little analogy I use with people of the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit convicting us, and he taps. He taps on their heart and says, hey, Rod, that wasn't good. need to change. And I go, okay, thank you, Lord. I change the end of conviction. But when it keeps tapping, keeps tapping, that is now identified as condemnation because the devil just smashes, smashes, smashes in on you're bad and how could God use you? And that's when people often either back away from prayer or serving because they were deceived by the devil my advice my advice is you there's no condemnation come on let's throw that off and say god you've forgiven me i'm moving on i'm i'm preaching right now but this takes Good. people out right
0: yeah absolutely people just feeling bad they don't they don't want to lead others they're feeling bad themselves so. And,
1: and again, back to the Old Testament word for repent is shuv, which means get back on the path. I think it's a beautiful picture, a mental picture of, yep, you know, in that case of the candy, well, he's not going to do that again, not going to steal more. Yeah. He's back on the path. It's over. It's done. There's no more need for repentance. And when I do something wrong, think something wrong, sorry, Lord, I'm back on the path. And some people may say, well, that sounds like greasy grace said so, no no it's called a relationship with god i'm walking with god and i want to be right and get right and but i know i can repent at any moment on the bus in the train on my bed you know like in the toilet like just get it right and and move on and i think that revelation of grace here is really important isn't it that you don't have to keep repenting of the same thing and i think sometimes repentance meetings can be repenting of the same thing and god saying As a good father, well, we dealt with that. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit power and love and joy and how we're going to serve people, Mm. Mm. which is that message of joy.
0: I'm thinking also of another kind of phenomenon that I think also occurs with repentance in that people process things differently. And sometimes you get someone who maybe they've been, maybe someone's been honest with them and told them about an area of weakness in their life or something like that. And then their reaction at first is kind of not great. Like they don't receive it that well, but then they go away and, you know, the Holy Spirit really speaks to them on it and you see genuine change happen. And and maybe even the next day or the next week they say, you know, yeah, thank you for saying that or yeah something like that. And, and so, the initial reaction was bad, yet the change was good and there there is fruit of repentance. There's evidence of it. But then the opposite is also true where someone is looking very sorry or um, like they're receiving what has been said and yet goes away and, you know, has completely rejected it. Yeah. Um, and so, there's no change. Mm-hmm. So, the, I think even what- the process of it can look different.
1: I think one of the greatest stories of repentance, true repentance in the Bible, is that what we call the prodigal son, Luke 15. The son goes away, give me my stuff, I'm going, wastes it. And it says in that faraway land he ran out of money and he was feeding pigs and that's not good for a Jewish boy for a start. But um, he says, I will go back to my father and I will tell him. At that point, he's awakening, but he hasn't gone back yet. Repentance has not yet happened at that point but he's awakening. And I think that's what you're saying. There's points of awakening to the need, which is all our relationship. It's all about our relationship with God. And um, and then it says he actually got up and went to his father. That's repentance. When the action happened, there was Mm -hmm. repentance, but there was an awakening leading to the action. I think that's all repentance, that whole process. Sure. But then it says the older, older brother was angry that the younger brother was received, and the father said, you've always been with me. Everything I have is yours. And the older brother was angry. Well, he needed to repent <laughs> and he didn't. In that one story, we do see what, what you just said. Actually, it's a really important story. Luke 15, verse 11 to 32, I think is a great picture of true repentance and fake repentance. mm
0: yeah, so it, it's it's so interesting. It can, it can look so different from person yep. to person. Yeah. And uh, yet the, the fruit of it is is clear. It's change. Yeah. It's, a, it's living at a new level.
1: Sure. I, I think as pastors and preachers, as I said before, and teachers, the, the reason we keep teaching this is we see the good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. We, we could say, well, I see the bad stuff too, and sorry about that, but we, we, we see so many testimonies of changed lives you were saying one this week about a guy in your church who just started journaling and he looked different he was he was different right because mm-hmm. so and we don't even know what happened i don't think but god and him meant business mm-hmm. and he came out different and it's affected his life right mm-hmm. yeah that's it- why we teach this
0: well, we've said a lot about repentance, obviously a huge topic. So, Pastor Rod, just to finish us off, do you have any kind of final words around?
1: <laughs> yes, everyone, repent, which means change your thinking. Receive the good news. Change your thinking. God has a great future. God has something for you. Repentance needs to be a positive change in a positive future. And I think when we see it that way, the word becomes huge, hugely helpful in our lives i'm praying for great lives for every one of you listening to this today
0: fantastic well thanks everyone for being with us today on the rodcast and we'll see you in the next episode bye-bye thank you so much for joining us today and if you enjoyed
1: today's episode with pastor rod why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time